Fear is a universal language. The things that scare us connect us. I'm Blair Bathory, writer, director, horror lover, and host of the Something Scary podcast. Every episode of Something Scary is filled with ghost stories, urban legends, and shocking accounts of paranormal activity sent in from our listeners around the world. Something Scary is also something special. We've been raising the voices of women in horror for over 200 episodes. So if you're the type of person who seeks out the things lurking in the shadows and the unknowns of the world, then you are in the right place. Something Scary isn't afraid of the dark, and we know you aren't either. Don't miss a single moment of spine-tingling fun. Subscribe to the Something Scary podcast wherever you're listening. New episodes are released every Tuesday. Sweet screams. <laughs> in the tradition of radio classics, here in Tales of the Night are the stories, horrors, and legends that inhabit the streets of Mexico and Iberoamerica. The darkness of the most successful and acclaimed horror podcast across all categories in Latin America looms over you. Now in English, Tales of the Night. Tune in now. But be warned, because in the silence of the dark, you might just become the next protagonist of Tales of the Night. Listen to Tales of the Night wherever you get podcasts. There is a pretty large dog that's always in the front yard of a house that I run by in the mornings. Recently, the time changed. And for those of you who may not be familiar with the time changes in the U.S., consider yourselves lucky. Recently, my alarm ringing at 6 a.m. confused the heck out of me after noticing that it was completely dark and foggy outside at that time. Anyway, my morning runs usually involve me crossing the street before I get to where this dog lives. It easily reaches the top of the useless fence, and if it becomes motivated enough, it can surely jump over. And on this morning, as I was about to turn the corner, I saw through the dim orange lights of the street that the gate of the house with the dog was wide open. Without thinking twice about it, I just kept going straight. I turned down my music just in case I heard barking behind me. I made it a couple of houses into the streets with no issues until I turned the corner. I've been bitten by a dog before, and it is no fun. The last time I had been through those streets must have been way back in the elementary school days. I had a friend named Edgar who lived around there, and it was a strange feeling running through familiar streets like that. So in order to make the loop to be able to jog back to my house, I figured I'd go two streets deep and make a left turn. This side of town is literally blocked off by a major highway and the backside of a shopping center, so there are only a few ways to get out. Just as the corner was coming up, I saw a shadow zoom across the street in front of me. Whoever that was, they were running fast, so I knew I'd be able to avoid the awkwardness of having to see someone else on the empty street. But, as always with my horrible luck, that wasn't the case. I turned the corner and saw someone jogging in front of me. 
She was wearing bright white shoes that I could see bouncing up and down from about four or five houses in front of me. I didn't want her to think that I was stalking or chasing her, so I moved over to the opposite side of the street to keep going, since she seemed to be going extremely slow, like running in a slow motion, and no, I don't mean walking. Running in slow motion makes little sense, I know. I could see she slowed to a stop and got on one knee to tie her shoe or something, and I just kept going. Up ahead, I saw the next corner coming up and started crossing the dark, tiny street in order to get to it, and suddenly, the girl I had seen earlier had caught up and was about to reach the corner at the same time. I awkwardly slowed down in the middle of the street in order to let her get ahead of me, but she started slowing down too and I didn't know what else to do. So I just nervously waved hello and sped up to get ahead on the sidewalk in front of her. She didn't wave back. Actually, I don't think she even noticed me. Girls don't typically do. I got back home, showered, and went about my day when I saw a tweet by Edgar later that night. I decided to reply to him and let him know that I was on his side of town earlier that morning. He told me that he didn't live there anymore, but I couldn't believe I used to hang out with him almost every day back in high school. Man, those were the days. The next morning, I took a similar route for my run, turning on the same street, but maybe going a little farther down to bring back a few more memories of all the random things we used to do back then. I was playing a news podcast on my headphones. Some story about the robbery of a local donut shop was on when I turned the corner. Up ahead, maybe half a block, I saw a figure on the sidewalk, crouched down. As I got closer, I recognized the bright white shoes and the dark hair and the ponytail. I turned down the volume of my earphones and was about to cross the street when I heard the distinct sounds of whining or crying coming from her direction. I slowed down to a walking pace and... When I was within a close distance, I shouted, Are you okay? Probably a little too loud, I thought immediately after. No response. I was about two meters away from her when I asked again, Are you okay? I could see her now. Dark pants, bright white shoes, and her ponytail was undone. Half of her hair was covering her face. She wouldn't move. Hey, I said, as I got within an arm's reach of her. She was looking straight down at the sidewalk, sitting with her legs crossed. I'm fine, she whispered, just loud enough for me to hear. Are you sure? I asked. Well, I was about to ask because she interrupted me with the faintest, almost windy, yes, I have ever heard in my life. She was starting to turn her head toward me. I could see it. There was something unnatural about the way she twisted her neck. I started to panic. Startled, I took a step back, and she started to crawl toward me. I turned around as fast as I could and ran back exactly the same way I was coming from running diagonally across the street as fast as I could and back to my house. 
I could barely catch my breath as I sped through the front of my old middle school and ignored all of the crosswalks as I ran down the empty main street, too afraid to look back. A few months later, Edgar did come back to town. We got to talking about college and mentioning a few stories about back when we were kids, when he mentioned Mary. Now, I remember Mary. She was the talk of the town for a long time. And I couldn't even get the words out fast enough before my eyes started watering at the thought of connecting these two things together. Mary was one of our classmates in Mr. Burson's class in high school. She was kind and friendly with everybody, and many of our friends had a crush on her at one point, even if they don't want to admit it. Mary disappeared for a few days, and rumors went around about her running away from home, but nobody knew why. Mary was found dead by the highway about a week after that. Mary was a runner. Reports about her are plenty. Witnesses claiming to see a young woman running by herself in the early hours of the morning. Nobody knows where she's going. Running in the darkness of the morning is something that I find very peaceful. And quite a few times I've wondered about that thing that just moves up ahead, and I've memorized the way that cats look at me when they turn their heads up from the trash bags as they pass by. And there's another story coming up about a creepy character that has been seen out on the streets by partygoers along the beach. A young girl, June Parker, finds out that her sister has been murdered. And in this game, June's Journey, set in the Roaring Twenties, June travels to her family's estate to uncover the mystery, but ends up finding out way more than she was expecting. It turns out that her family was hiding secrets. I've been playing June's Journey ever since I told you about it the first time, so I'm several chapters in already. My favorite part of it is definitely the story. It just keeps developing as you play to find clues like hidden objects in an image. I was just at the part where June discovers that her family may have been bootleggers and also may have been into shady deals. If you already play it, just don't tell me where it goes just yet because I'm finding out right now. Anyway, if you're into mysteries and want to play detective, come join me over on June's Journey. I think you're going to like it. Just download it for free. June's Journey is available on Android and iOS and you can find it by using the link in the description here on the podcast. Anyway, make sure you download June's Journey right now. But first, I'd like to give a shout out to a podcast that I listen to called Scared to Death. If you're looking for some extra scares this Halloween season or any time at all, check out the horror podcast Scared to Death. Over 50 hours and counting of demonic possession, hauntings, shadow people, black-eyed children, alien abductions, and so much more. As horror lover Dan Cummins attempts to continue to terrify his wife, Lindsay, with two new supposedly true tales each week. Lindsay then tries to get back at Dan with even scarier stories, sharing at least two listener-submitted encounters with the paranormal, often most disturbing part of the show. If you need more chills in your life, if you don't feel quite twitchy enough, it's time for Scared to Death. New episodes drop every Tuesday night, the stroke before midnight, Pacific Time. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can also watch the show on YouTube. Get Scared to Death. The next story is coming up right after this. Walking around Main Street late at night was a thing that we used to do most weekends. 
The sounds of waves crashing, the cold, salty air. Ugh, I get chills just thinking about it. Very relaxing stuff. But now I get chills thinking about it for another reason, too. Around midnight, we start seeing people walking back from the bars out by the pier. We almost turned it into a game of bingo, where we'd wait for someone to throw up, someone to trip, and at least one of us had to say something to a drunk person as a dare. On this particular night, my friends Robert and David were tagging along with me, playing Pokemon Go, when we heard some type of commotion coming from one of the alleys. We figured it was some type of fight, which were uncommon, but I'm sure they'd happen when you get a bunch of intoxicated people all in one place. This wasn't a fight. I saw two guys and maybe four or five girls running toward the sand from the alley when one of the guys fell as he hit against a parked car with a loud thud, followed by the car alarm going off. Whatever they were running from, they had such fear in their eyes that my friends and I started running too. I saw the group of people sort of huddled together by where we were standing. The phrase is, still there, let's go back, and that was crazy, we're circulating. One of the girls was crying and asking to leave. I had no idea what they were talking about, so I just turned to them and said, hey, when one of the guys asked if we had seen it too. These people weren't a group of drunks, they were perfectly fine. I said no, and asked what they were talking about when a couple of them started explaining what they saw at the same time as my group tried to catch what they were saying. They saw in our expressions that we weren't quite understanding it when one of the guys turned to the other and said, Do you have it? The other guy took out his phone, scrolled through his gallery, and pressed play on a video. What we saw is still hard to believe. A woman, or what looks like a little old woman, is seen crouched by one of the dumpsters, when she turns toward this group of people. You can hear them nervous laughing in the background until one of them tells everyone to shut up. The woman then begins walking toward them, dragging behind her a type of beach towel or a bed sheet. The way she moved with fast, tiny steps, the way she seemed to float toward everybody, still sends chills down my back. I'm telling you guys, one of the girls said to the rest, it's Barbara. People around here see her all the time. Don't taunt her or she will come after you. We all stared at each other for a while before letting the conversation drift away until it was only silence. Nobody knew what to say as we stared from a safe distance over the alley. One of the girls' Ubers showed up and just as she was leaving, one of the guys pointed toward the alley. There she was. A tiny woman out on the street, right by the entrance of the dark alley. She didn't move right away. Everyone stood up, and we did too. We all panicked when she started running toward us. Me and my two other friends took off running, looking back, only to see her making her way toward where we were all standing. Before she simply disappeared. We still can't seem to explain what happened that night. But after some googling around, we found that yes... Barbara likes to show up every once in a while.